When we decide who is to hear our story, we waste no time. We have written an inventory and we are prepared for a long talk. We explain to our partner what we are about to do and why we have to do it. He should realize that we are engaged upon a life and death errand. Most people approached in this way will be glad to help. They will be honored by our confidence. We pocket our pride and go to it, illuminating every twist of character, every dark cranny of the past. Once we have taken this step, withholding nothing, we are delighted. We can look the world in the eye. We can be alone at perfect peace and ease. Our fears fall from us. We begin to feel the nearness of our creator. We have had had certain spiritual beliefs, but now we are beginning to have a spiritual experience. The feeling that the drink problem has disappeared will often come strongly. We feel we were on the broad highway, walking hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. All right, there you go, Paul. Well, thanks, thanks. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, yeah, this is obviously the fifth step, so. I don't really have much to say about it. <laughs> it's it's just uh, practical instructions and then and the effects. Yeah. Now, what we're attempting to add to this, not to replace it, but to add to it, is when you look at. Uh, let me see. We pocket our pride and go to it, illuminating every twist of character, every dark cranny of the past, I believe we recognize something that's not us. Yeah. It's just that simple. I don't see that you can be at peace as self. I need you need uh, you have to be relieved of the bondage of self. And if the root of the dilemma here is the act of being identified as self without knowing it, we'll be looking at all of these crannies and every time we see a characteristic rooted in self, we'll call it ours. Yeah. I just don't see that as, uh, I had, I feel there's just a built-in disability to that because self can't get out of self. Yeah. So that's the only thing we add. And the reason why we do is because I never heard it really at meeting. Hold on. I never heard it at uh Hello, sorry. I had the phone on. It was self calling. Yes. Yeah, it comes under the category of me. When the phone goes off, it says me. And it's very clear that I'm not that me. So I don't answer. Simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. So this, this idea that we're putting out is a recognition when we do this fearless and thorough inventory, which I only believe you will if you can see it as something other than you. Because you do fearless and thorough inventories on other people all day. Yeah, we have <laughs> the ability, we find it difficulty when it seems to be called, it turned on us. 
And so if you see that it's not turned on us, it's turned on this idea of self, I feel you have the capability of being fearless and thorough. And when you see the characteristics of self and not call them yours, even with a modicum of understanding, there's going to be a relief that's not like the relief had by self. It's just a different kind of relief. It's from that which wants to get relief as. Yeah. So I'm here to keep, you know, preaching this gospel because it works. Simple as that. I've been in, I was in the, uh, you know, I've, there's been an observation of 34 years of living in recovery and, uh, this works it was became the last answer i just couldn't see see it hit, happened to me very suddenly but it had been building up where i just saw one night not intellectually that self was foreign but i felt it was foreign yeah and that feeling of it or a sense more than a feeling it was a very strong sense that that which has defeated me is other than me that was the beginning of the possibility of being free from it really it's just that simple and it was and now that there was time before and a long time after i can see that as a defining moment yeah in recovery and it's allowed a traveling lighter that wasn't being produced or achieved as a self it just wasn't yeah and it couldn't be carried out as a self it just doesn't yeah so uh this is like a you know a peace that passeth all understanding a self-understanding can't understand this because it's not achieving it's not doing yeah we have a lot of doing in the program but if you watch the results as the program goes on you're pretty much absent you're you're placed in a position of neutrality with no thought or effort on your part yeah so basically your role in recovery becomes less and less actually and the higher powers role becomes more and more yeah so yeah so when i read this i read it but i read it in a different light i don't i don't believe the twist of characters are mine and i don't and uh this isn't a, like they try to call in some ter terms, a spiritual bypassing. I did all the amends. I did the inventories. Yeah. I've told the truth about, about, yeah. I didn't mention that it, I, it was my dog that took a shit. I didn't take the shit, but I, I acted as if I had taken all the shits. Yeah. And I was responsible. I showed up, made amends, and stuff like that. So, I, doing all that, whatever I saw in the beginning, I saw as me. Yeah. And I found out ultimately that did not work. Yeah. Because it created a new kind of guilt and shame that was sort of different, but it was the same fucking guilt and shame that I'm not doing enough. I should do more. Da, 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 da which I just felt was just more obsession with self. So if you've been placed in a position of neutrality, you feel it. Yeah. And you can, and you get the sense of the, 
of that whole sentence, you were placed, you did not arrive, you were placed in a position of neutrality. From a self-centered point of view is I arrived at a position of neutrality, and then you live in anxiety that you're going to somehow leave the, yes? So that, that neutrality has a lot of anxiety in it. But when you're placed in a position of neutrality, you really get the sense you had absolutely nothing to do with it, in a way. Yeah, I think that's a totally different way to travel. I do, it feels different. Yeah, because I noticed when I believed I'd achieved something, immediately after I achieved it, there was fear about losing it. Yeah, the fear migrated when I didn't achieve it, and then when I achieved it, there was fear there was or anxiety in both cases. So you think when I achieve it, the anxiety will be over, but it wasn't. What carried the anxiety through the problem and the solution? What was that? That's the bondage of self. Have you arrived at a clear place at times, thinking you did it? Didn't, didn't that start an anxiety that you were going to get le left out or kicked out or do something to disqualify yourself? Did you not? It was all about you arriving, and it's all about you probably having to leave. Yeah, that's not the solution. That's not a position of neutrality. Or abstinence, yeah. The self wants to have tons of knowledge about how to stop. Freedom from the self is you never start, yeah? You don't start drinking. So like it said in one of the readings last week or a couple of weeks ago, all this, all this would be not it was wouldn't be needed if we never drank yeah you wouldn't have to know all this shit if you don't drink and that's how you live really yeah the knowledge had its purpose to produce an effect that effect doesn't need to have a lot of knowledge about it you just live it yeah so it's not starting <laughs> It's just not starting a lot of things, yeah? You know, you're with somebody, a thought comes in. I remember one of the first times I noticed it clearly. I was with, uh, I was going out with a girl. I had about like n nine months. She had three months of sobriety, right? Beautiful, tall, blonde, uh, very nice lady. And I was going out with her. And then uh, I hadn't seen her in a day or two. So we took a cab back to where she was living. And my head said, why don't you ask so-and-so what she was doing the last day or two? And I said, no, 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 no. And then I, it just overrode me and I made a statement. And then three days later, I was knocking on her door asking for the shoes I had bought for her, the boots. I mean, it just went totally, you know, so I saw, I saw the mailman deliver the unfortunate goods, and I, but I didn't have any power yet or sufficient enough power to say no, and so I put my foot in my mouth. But I saw it the whole every step of the way, the foot rising to the level of the mouth, getting close, and then but and then the whole shit hit the fan. 
Yeah, this is about waking up. You start waking up to what you did not know about any before. Yeah, even though what you didn't know was having a huge effect on you without knowing it, now you start knowing it. That's the growth. Yeah. So a lot of times in when you're awakening from this dream or nightmare, there are a lot of rude awakenings. Yeah. You see something that you used to not see, and sometimes you give into it. So then when you act out, you have an emotional hangover, which I never had when I was using and drinking. Yeah, where I felt really bad and I couldn't do it, take anything or eat enough cake or whatever to feel better. And I have to, it was like wringing yourself out for two days. You know, I really did something fucking completely inconsiderate and shit like that. And I learned, I don't want to go through that anymore. Yeah, so the next time, the foot raised to the level of the mouth. I would. I suddenly, through the surrender, I had a power be- that I had did not seem to have before, and it passed like a ship in the night. The relationship continued. No fucking drama. Yes, and this was the beginning of traveling lighter, and the beginning of traveling lighter led me to the point of recognizing self as something foreign to us like a pathogen or a parasitical movement, it's using our faculties to, 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 to live its agenda, yeah? And it acts con- considering us as foreign. It talks as us, but it doesn't treat us as us, yeah? It treats us as an other, and it's the dominant strategy, and you get to feel it like, You feel like you're being used for transportation. You do. You're going places that you didn't want to go. You're doing shit that you didn't want to do. Yes, you're basically being taken over. And that's why the third step is a decision because we're not in control of any life or will. Something else is, and we can't turn it over to the care of a higher power yet. We have to go through a process the working steps to create the conditions for that transfer to occur. Yeah. Or if if it was our life and will, we would have only done three steps. Yeah. You would have thrown your life over to the care of a higher power. That would be that. But no, you make a decision because it's not yours to say anything about. You've been taken over. Don't you feel that? And now don't you feel like you've been taken over by something much more uh, quite, quite different than what I had been taken over before, but we're always taken over, really, yeah? We are the, the car, not the driver. Yeah, so that's what we're put here to add because, uh, you know, I don't study every, every, word in the big book. I don't. I hope I just got the spirit of it. Yeah. I don't want, you know, it's great. All right. You know, every time anyone said anything, I could go to a page immediately. That would be cool. But that's not the character that this is. Yeah. It's more of a slacker type. And I'd rather just travel lighter. Yeah. That means having tons of knowledge about shit I don't need to know right now. Yeah, so this is, uh, this is what we're sharing.
a distinctly different take on this on the 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 exact nature of the wrong that's all that's all and then bringing how when you see it that way how that light illuminates everything else yeah yeah and then you get you get a validity echoing through your own observations through your own experiences through your own it it echoes the message yeah that there is something that ha- is really truly foreign to us and it obviously the a big book had a diagnosis it resides in the mind yeah so it's delivered through the thought system and the perceptions they're all been doctored to support a story yeah so you're seeing shit in a certain way other people see shit the same shit in a different way so we're having a subjective experience and we're subjected to the to the view of a self. We are subjected to that view through the bondage of it. Yeah. It's a subjective experience. And in that experience, we're being subjected to a view called self-centeredness, extreme self-centeredness. It hasn't worked and it won't work. You want to try to rehab that view? Go ahead. I've seen it. It doesn't seem to work in my view. Yeah? Self can't rehabilitate self. It doesn't have an interest in it, really. It doesn't. It's doing just fine. (laughs) When it, it has access to all the controls and shit, it's doing fine. It doesn't have any... You know what I mean? It's not in the thing, I'm going to take you over. It's in the leisurely condition, I've taken you over. (laughs) It's gotten fat. It is. (laughs) So there is a solution, truly. What an incredible statement from the book incredible there is a solution yeah so so this things yes this is the inventory and then the sharing of it and of course this is going to have an effects now those effects quickly will be claimed by self yeah and then self will thrive in a re, in a recovery condition it will yeah it may not be as flamboyant, but it will. It will thrive. It's it's like a cockroach. It's has it a it has a high level of adaptability. <laughs> the wardrobe will change. You won't wear you know leather jackets and a lot of tats. Maybe still, but you'll probably be wearing khakis and a button-up shirt occasionally. <laughs> maybe get a job and shit. But self will still be thriving. The selfing, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. It's not about changing it. It's about seeing it, yeah? The seeing it is the magic wand. The awareness of it is the magic wand. Sometimes you may do shit after it. Sometimes you don't do anything. It just... it. You see it finally. You see what has defeated you. 
You see the activity of it, yeah? It's like the guy in a fight club. Uh, he had a story all along that Brad Pitt was beating the shit out of him and leading him to terrible situations and doing terrible things. And then he finally sees a video, an objective view, and it's him punching himself and everything, Ed Norton. And <laughs> he comes to, he has a come to Jesus moment. You know what I mean? He realizes what? <laughs> <laughs> but in fact it was truly not him it was like a brad pitt yes that's why he could if he saw it that way he would have had a possibility of being free from it yeah yeah if he doesn't it's going to be a rehabilitation you know a rehabbing of it which i it's sort of like uh trying to tenderize meat that's already been cooked too much. Yeah. <laughs> you can put all the tenderizer you want on it. <laughs> it got overcooked. <laughs> so whatever. I'm happy to be here. The program is super sound. The principles are sound. The suggestions are sound. Yeah, I just don't feel like it was super clear the exact nature of the wrong. Yeah, it was a little too vague. It gave it too much room to adapt and mutate. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think selfing loves to be called ego. It does. <laughs> so then you try to get rid of the ego as a self. <laughs> it's like Dracula going on the vampire hunts. <laughs> It's a perfect disguise. <laughs> My ego is bothering me today. No, it isn't. <laughs> uh, well, there you have it. That's the, that's the humble invitation. Really? I like if you said, Paul, can you add anything on? I don't want to add a fifth column or a sixth column to the inventory. Yeah, you can go there. If you want to do an extensive inventory, there's one in the 12 by 12. You can ask a lot of questions with the same material. Instead of a four column, you could go off. It's all in there. Yeah. The only thing I want to add is a diagnosis of the exact nature of the wrong. And I think it's right in the book. Being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. I can't see a more complete and clear diagnosis in that, other than in that sentence. And it's in the big book of AA. We have not brought it to the big book. Yeah, it was here. It's here. So, and then what happens is I would, I truly believe the big books are download. And then one paragraph, it has this pristine, beautiful thing. And then the next paragraph, it's you. Yeah. And so it switches a lot. It goes from self is what has defeated us. You're the root of the problem. You know, so it's, so, you know what I mean? This, these ideas that are in the book weren't owned by anybody. They came through. 
and, and there's some incredible nuggets, just like if you read the writings of masters like Ramana Maharshi, he didn't write, but people wrote a lot about him. You'll run into nuggets that you'll see in all the, all the you know, writings. At one moment, he says, there's nothing that anyone could do. And then he's giving advice about what to do all the time. Yes. So it's so basically it's where where your ears and eyes are at where if you're going to see or hear the message. Yeah. So I'm hoping a lot of us. You know, it obviously you're here, so you're hearing and seeing the message. Yeah, you have the eyes to hear and the ears. The, and the, uh, you know, the eyes to see and the ears to hear. So here you go. And I, for me, it's been a great illumination to life and the living of it. Yeah. It just, it's like uh, the gift that keeps on giving. That's why I'm motivated to share, really. Yeah. If it was something that you used to, you'd have to have unique properties and you'd have to have worked and strived for 40 years to do, I wouldn't be sharing it, obviously. Yes. But because I humbly believe that being placed in a position of neutrality <laughs> really doesn't take much on our side. <laughs> That I ha- I feel we're all we're all available to that being placed in a position of neutrality with no thought or effort on our part. I am do yeah so there you go. <laughs> Thanks, Mike, for the reading. Yeah, sure thing, Paul. If anybody has any questions or would like to make a small comment. Please feel free to use your hand, raise the hand feature. And we have Jack G. Come on in, Jack. How you doing, buddy? Hold on one second, Jack. I like the idea of a small comment. A short comment, maybe. Small comments. Large. Well, you, may have re- you may have read my mind. Uh, I like I've that. Had- That's good. I'm use that. <laughs> Can you put in a small comment? Very small. Two things. (laughs) Um, All right, Jack. uh, The two things are uh, totally outmatched. And uh, my only response to it is uh, surrender. And that's it. Yes. Yeah, it's that's the sequence, I would say. That's why they say the first step has to be perfect, so to speak, or that, and they use being convinced a lot in the beginning of the, uh, the you know, going over the steps and stuff. Yeah, because uh, no matter what, everything pivots on us, really. Yeah. So the head is, in a weird way, gets what we are, but mimics it in the mental idea where we become the center of the universe as a thing instead of really being the center of the universe as no thing yeah so uh yeah have you noticed that 
you can have a perfect program and if there's no interest, it doesn't do anything. So we're really the, you know, still. So that first step is profoundly important or why wouldn't, you know, why wouldn't you just keep agreeing for the head to manage your life? You have to have a, you know, a recognition that I'm fucked really on some level, I feel. You can get it in a chair at a meeting or you may get it, you know, on a stool at a bar or I don't know what the setting will be, but I feel that's necessary. Either growing into it or a sudden whack of it, yeah. And then this surrender isn't like the surrender we, we would picture in our head, you know, standing on a cliff with the wind blowing our long hair with adoring girlfriends and past girlfriends watching our great surrendering. No, it's, it's you go to work, you do the inventory. Yeah, four through nine. Yeah. And the inventory isn't really like the one on the 12 and 12. It's a basic inventory. You're not doing an in-depth, you know, catacomb type structure looking into it. You're just basically looking at the common manifestations of that which has defeated us, which is self. Yeah, we're trying to see, we're trying to get a vague sense of the enemy, even though we have an intimate effect from it of being defeated. We don't have any idea of it. So we're going to try to get a vague idea of it by looking at its common manifestations, which are resentments, fears, and harming other people in the pursuit of what we want or what it wants, really. Yeah. Simple, very simple. Yet, that's the beginning. Yeah. And for some people, that's more than enough. They don't have to, they don't, they're not moved to do an in-depth inventory because they start thinking this could be another folly of obsession with self, gaining all this knowledge. They've had enough and they're in the hands of that power and their life gets better and they travel lighter. And that's more than enough. Yeah. Other people are motivated to learn more. It doesn't matter really. You know, we all have different seat assignments, but the sense you do not get the sense when that that ball, that sphere of energy that really is the engine changes from irritable, restless and discontent into contentment and, and satisfaction. Yeah, that's a major uh, development, that shift. And in the first step, there's an admittance that we can't produce that effect. Honestly, it's out of our pay range. So there's a surrender, yeah. And if you've looked at your life, you probably surrendered many, many times to many, many things. And I found what really gives the meaning to the surrender is what you surrender to. And through the auspices of our program, we surrender to a higher power, yes? And then there's a lot of realizations that that power is doing for us what we can't do for ourselves. And I hope it carries on to see that there was a lower power that was doing through us what we would never have done by ourselves, I hope. 
so that we get clear of the what the problem is so it doesn't have a lot of room in the solution yes yeah so there you go beautiful thanks yeah that's i think it, most people that end up in recovery are probably uh have a predilection towards surrender because that's the key aspect of recovery <laughs> yeah so uh you know what i mean it's not like we uh were sent to a people you know a good orderly direction sent me to a school of you know uh metaphysical uh fucking you know nuclear mathematics <laughs> no yeah i could get that i was fucked yeah i could yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a simple lesson. <laughs> yeah, so. Anyone else, Michael? Thanks, thanks, Jack, yeah. Yeah, thank you very much, Jack. Next up, we have Oliver. Oliver, come on in. Thank you, Mike. Hello, everyone. Uh, hello, Paul. How are you? Good. Uh, good. Just a short, short reflection on this car imagery. Uh, so uh, uh, the car analogy, you know, we're not a driver with a car. So I wonder, I mean, uh, it's a question that you remember that far, but, you know, do you think it, that analogy or similar analogies were attractive to you in your early recovery, first couple of years, for instance, uh, because I can imagine a lot of people that don't, you know, it just seems uh, like a limiting of a freedom, that sort of freedom, it, if that's a new freedom and a new happiness, maybe, you know, just doesn't sound that great to, you know, new people, the people new to recovery. And uh, uh, I have to say myself i'm not long time in recovery this is my i think 22nd month and uh, and i uh, uh, although i have previous uh, months in uh, in aa but uh, i uh, yeah uh, this this analogy now nowadays sounds great to me and because it speaks to me about, uh, you know, reliance on higher power, not self-reliance. And plus, I think I, you know, see much more as a car than as a driver, you know. And, uh, you know, that's essentially what we are from, you know, seeing. And it just feels so, you know, freaking better that way. You know, but, you know, first part of my question about you know how the how did it sound to you you know stuff like that uh, in the beginning well, well i didn't hear it mm -hmm. i didn't hear it that much i don't feel mm -hmm. that's why we're doing these talks again yeah i didn't hear people sit down and and tell me go over this sentence we're driven by a hundred forms of fear and stuff like that and put in the idea that if you're driven, how can you be the driver? Yeah. And the thing is, we're not saying we're the car, 
we 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 really are stopped when when we're not saying where the where we stop saying we're the driver and then immediately it makes you the car and then you find out you're not yeah so you're not the toyota if that's a step from uh mm-hmm. recognizing you're not the driver the first part is then i must be the car and then there's another answer you're not the car either yeah <laughs> but let's not get into that so uh i don't know what would work for, what worked for me when i first came in i don't think much was i had my head was twisted yeah so i needed whatever i heard was probably misinterpreted anyway but it didn't matter i kept coming back and the magic was working on me knowing it or not and then things became clearer as the years progressed and uh i see what would move people to to tailor what they say or not say at meetings which i do at times if i speak at a meeting and there's a lot of newcomers you know there'll be a different delivery than if there's old timers yeah but here in this platform uh you know you signed a consent and you're here so fuck it we're we're just putting it out there that's the whole point of the platform yeah this platform is not tailored for newcomers it's not tailored for anything we're just talking about some underlying principles that have great influence either adverse influence or beneficial influence yeah yeah so yeah so uh what worked for me back then was basically you're fucked yeah that i could grab onto and uh (laughs) yeah and uh the mental state was overly developed yeah that's how i saw the obsession itself I felt like 90% of my battery was in the head. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was uh, profoundly overbearing. And so, yeah, I just did what I was suggested to do. And I rode a pretty big wave for a while. Yeah, for years. And by that time I sort of came to, it was too late. The head was in the tiger's mouth. I was sober. I was in the habit of being sober which is great (laughs) and then just more got revealed there was plenty of evidence through the living of a life plenty of evidence i just need something you know something else finally showed up and collated it differently and and presented it through me and uh really some of that what became the final verdict in my life yeah it was that clear. Yeah, so I would say that. I don't know really. I don't remember what worked for me. Serenity prayer was important. Uh, I used to say a little quick thing every morning when I woke up comprising the first three steps because I was afraid to wake up under the influence of the old managing team. So I would say, one, two, three, no matter where I was or who I was with, I said that for years until I didn't need to, yeah? And it wasn't like, oh, I don't think I need to, it just stopped, yeah? The condition 
that it was sort of taking the place of, developed. I didn't need the prayers. Yeah. And that's how I see this program, really. Things, the program gives you a lot of time and a lot of ability to wait until the conditions change through the miracle of recovery. Yeah. So we say, trust the process. Don't leave before the miracle. I really believe a lot of what AA is, is just to keep the patient on the operating table. (laughs) So the operation can be completed, really, with the service and meetings and everything, going to coffee, you know, doing all that stuff. I think it really is about just keeping us on the table, the operating table long enough for a personality shift or whatever whatever you want to call it to be established yes yeah so yeah that's why we uh you know we don't we say this is not an aa meeting we're not advertising it at aa things yeah but who am i going to be the arbiter of uh what person is at one what place to hear what i don't yes so yeah yeah i just find it strange and wonderful you know freedom of reliance to higher power which is always available right and that's why i guess it feels like freedom because it's always available you know uh and you know being driven being necessarily driven by something you know that sort of two coexisting co-opting right i I just think it's well it definitely is the feeling that i have i Mm -hmm. feel Mm -hmm. i feel as if the role of being a cause we're more an effect i feel Mm -hmm. as an event i think in the self-centeredness you're seen as more of a cause and i think that's a, a strong aspect of the illness so when you start realizing you're more of an effect, and that's the whole agenda of AA is to become a maximum use. That doesn't sound like you're a cause. It sounds more like you're, you're going to be used as a tool or the way they use the word employer in the book, because employ means to use. Yeah. So and when it says employer, we're not going to be the user, are we? As the employee, we're sort of seen as the UZ. <laughs> we're going to be used. Yeah. I like that spirit of that theme very much. It fits my uh, experience to a T. Yeah. I truly believe that things, that something has done for us what we couldn't do for ourselves thousands and thousands of times. I've maybe noticed thousands of them, but I mean, there's millions of them, obviously. So uh, after you get a sense of something enough times, you see the principle of it. Yeah, it, it expands out of the circumstances and situations and becomes an odor, overriding light of, of, over situations and circumstances. That's how I see it. Yeah. Yes. So as an action figure, that's the best, you know, the action figure doesn't really bite into the idea that I'm empty void. Yeah. The action figure, it's much more juicy, the idea of surrender to it. So to speak in the language of the action figure, I think people can hear surrender. Yeah. (laughs) And 
that's been my experience as an action figure. I truly got, you know, I was given a gift of surrender all of a sudden. And then I saw life from that point of view, like it was a free, it was sort of like when you go on a high uh, building and you put a quarter in and you get a view of the whole landscape for that quarter with this thing. It was like a free quarter. It was grace. And I got to see uh, the large swaths of my life. And then I saw surrender as the, as the, the bomb, the B-A-L-M for it all. And uh, it felt very tactile something like I could grasp when it occurred. I felt uh, I had been given a gift of surrender. And so now I can entertain it. Yeah. The head has been, it's been introduced to it and now it can entertain it. So I feel in time in the program, you're more in a surrendered state than surrendering. You're in a surrendered state as you've come to a conclusion and the whole idea of surrendering, taking it back, surrendering is over. And now you're surrendered on certain level, which is cool. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot more shit can land and stabilize and root in that, that condition of surrendered than it can with surrender, but there could be a taking back place. Yeah. So I think surrendered is a much more sound, platform for a life to rest on surrendered yeah yeah yes Hmm. yeah i think things progress in recovery so Hmm. there's a surrender and then there's surrendering and then i believe there's a surrendered and then that's uh, man it's amazing really (laughs) and then uh yeah you don't have the glory you don't have the glorious blog posts about surrendering anymore, but it's fucking reliable. Surrenders, I'll tell you. <laughs> it's a lot of times to continually be in the act of surrendering, you've got to go through a lot of shit. <laughs> Surrendered is, <laughs> yeah, I, it's just, I like it a lot better, I'll tell you the truth. So, mm-hmm. yep. Thanks, Oliver. Yeah, I appreciate your, uh, you always uh, trigger a, a curiosity in the head. So I like that. You know what I mean? It makes it, you say something, and it makes me have to look a little further than usual, which is nice. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. That was pretty great. Yeah, yeah. I think if you have certain words or sentences in the big book that ring true, just, you know, read them every once in a while, remind them. Certain things have a real, like, avalanche effect. And I try to use them in talks just to have that avalanche reoccur. Yeah. And I, the being placed in a position in, of neutrality with no theft or thought or effort on our part is an incredible fucking sublime statement. I mean, if you looked at, if you've read a lot of spiritual stuff, that's right up there. Being placed in a position of neutrality uh, with no thought or effort on your part is a beautiful freaking statement. I mean, that catches an essence of the higher power, I feel. 
very, I think, has a lot of power. So, yeah. Because, again, the story of our lives is about being the doer, yes? And, you know, nothing that's great comes easy. And all this stuff we've sold into or bought into, yeah? And then we run into a whole new way of looking at things, which is, you know, being brought to a position of neutrality with no thought effort on your part. The problem does not exist for you anymore. That's not like how the head presents shit. It doesn't. Yeah? The head presents, it's all about you, and you are going to have to do a lot of shit, and it probably won't even work anyway, but you got, yes? But this is, hey, we get taken, placed somewhere, there's not a body, but yeah? And 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 it's very clear there was no there was no thought and effort on our part that had anything to do with it. <laughs> Talk about a negation of the story of self. You can't have a cleaner swipe. It cut right at the ankles. It just cut it right down. Yeah, that's in the big book. That's in the big book. You can read it. It's a description of effects that happen around step nine and 10. And a lot of us have had that, that event occur. Yeah. And so to say it with such efficiency and such a clarity, I mean, the light that you have seen was the light they were seeing, not them, they are the light and we are the light. Yeah. You can't have a description of from 1935 or 39 that fits you so perfectly in 2022, unless it's a unless it's a timeless description of an always available condition. Yeah. So we were placed in a position of neutrality with no thought or effort on our part. So we had nothing to do with it the way we think of ourselves. The way the head thinks of ourselves had absolutely nothing to do with it. Yeah, more of that and less of all the actions of the doer is a life that's traveling lighter. Yes. Maybe the condition you're trying to produce is already readily available. I would say it is. Yeah. You won't agree to that because of the addiction to this idea that I'm going to have to do it. Yeah. Because the head doesn't like being it. It it would it will sign up for a huge process of becoming something, but just to say it is, it doesn't have any interest in that. It can't get much of a reflection of itself there. So it, it's, it's into the business of becoming and unbecoming, definitely. But the being, it doesn't have much interest in. And the being is what's being implied by the state of neutrality with no thought or effort on our part. Yeah, that's a state of being that's being talked about. Not a condition that was produced, but a state of being. So you get the flavor, you hear it all through the book. You hear one flavor and then you hear this one flavor every once in a while. That's incredible. Yeah. 
like the mouth of the higher power. Yeah. So, all right. Anyone else, Mike? Thank you. Oliver, thanks again. Yeah. Thank you, Oliver. No, I don't see any other hands up. If anybody has any questions or something for Paul, please feel free to raise your hand. Okay, Paul. We're at eleven twenty-five. So. Well, I'll say goodbye. Eh? Okay. Kerry, nice to see you. Yeah, not under a pound of lava. Yeah. What was that? A hunking, a burning hunk of some sort. A burning hunk of lava, Paul? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> burning hunk of whatever. <laughs> lava love. <laughs> no, it's all good. Hey, someone's still trying to join the meeting here. They're coming in a little late. I let them in. All, all right. right. Thanks, Paul. Welcome in. Welcome <laughs> in. All right, we have John S. Florida. Nice to see you, John. We got Bill Churchman. There he is. Yep. We got Kate. She's, yeah. Gary C. Always a pleasure. Gary, you're looking very healthy lately. Or the lighting has changed, one or the other. That's great. Seriously. We got Alex nice. and Jacob. Fantastic. What a. It's funny. Sometimes Zoom is like a calendar. So I remember meeting. I knew Alex before, but I met Jacob on the Zoom, and then things have happened, and people have gone through stuff, and the Zoom, and we're on a new calendar day in the Zoom. It's nice to see you. Happy and smiling, everyone. Yeah, it's very good. Thank you. We got Michael Stacy, man. Very, very reliable sort, yes, I feel. No, seriously, it's great quality. Walter, the brother from another mother. There he is. Yes. We got Oliver in Berlin. Nice to see you, Oliver. Thank you. Yeah. Sometimes Oliver's questions allow me to realize how big my backyard is. I go father yeah it's fun thank you al in vegas always oh you cleaned up al what happened the mountain man's over quickly okay i was rebelling i was rebelling <laughs> jack g always a pleasure kathleen she's in the if that's the mini lazy boy i don't know what the maxi lazy boy is <laughs> You look like a five-year-old in that thing. Thing's huge. It doesn't have his own electricity. Running water. Wow. That's what um. That's what I want for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> a chair with electricity and running water. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh. That's a good idea. <laughs> that's right. That's a. That's a. That. <laughs> Our living room close wall that would dwarf the whole room. That chair. Wow. <laughs> I'd like to if I did the talks from there. Maybe it'd have more of an impact on people. I should do that. So yeah. Or you might fall asleep while you were in the middle of the talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they. 
hopefully people would think I transcended for a while. <laughs> and the snoring would kick in and their whole story would be blown out. All right. Nice to see you, Kathleen. Mickey, as always, the matriarch of Madeira. She runs the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. We're just unsuspecting pawns in her game of chess. We got Roman. Roman, my friend from uh, Germany. Yes. Now we're going to have to get together occasionally. Hopefully, we at the end, we'll be better than the last time. Yeah, Roman? Yeah. Yeah. We got Emerson. Emerson down in Long Beach. We were just near Long Beach. We were down in uh, Venice. And up in Ventura. Yeah. And Joshua Tree. Yeah. We got Gail. We got Clayton. We got Sean S. Mia from uh, San Diego, Miranda. Let's see who else we got. We've got, I think that may be it. Hold on. Yes, let's go back. I got everyone here. Hey, thank you, everyone. Pleasure to meet you and sit with you. Yeah, it's nice, you know, hopefully the Zooms will always be on YouTube. It would be nice if we have this whole collection out there. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice, uh, yeah, it'd be nice to have it available to whoever falls upon it, yeah, yeah. All right, thanks. See you guys. Thank you, Paul. I'll see you uh, Saturday some people.